Welcome to Leading with Hope, a podcast for leaders and volunteers of Living Hope, helping you lead like Jesus envisions. Well, hey, I'm, uh, I'm here today with David Hearn, who is the president of the Christian Missionary Alliance in Canada. Uh, you may remember him as someone who's spoken at Living Hope uh, a couple of times over the years. And if, if he can't quite place the name, just think of the little guy who bounces around the stage. <laughs> Isn't that true? Uh, that's true, man. You got me. You got me. Everybody always comments, how are your yeah. knees, right? Actually, unbelievably well. I tell you. But I do get to work on my Fitbit usually goes off around 8,000 paces when I preach. So it's <laughs> oh not bad. Goodness. It's good. <laughs> yeah, our, our camera guys always have fun chasing you around the stage with those cameras. Most so. of the time I go to the camera guys and I say, put it on a wide angle and go for a Starbucks. <laughs> it's your best hope. <laughs> so David and I are here together. We're in the middle of nowhere, Manitoba is how sure. I like to refer to this. Uh, at a pastor's conference that we go to annually. And uh, we are talking about the Holy Spirit. And uh, David just finished his doctorate. Congratulations. I don't know if I, I ever said that officially, but it's been a few months now. But yep. that's uh, fantastic. And your doctorate was on personal renewal. Yeah, it was. Specifically focusing on leaders. But uh, I thought, let's go to leaders at, at the end of this. But let's yeah. start out. What is personal renewal? You know, personal renewal uh, in my own journey has been responding to a hunger that God placed within me. Mm. I am convinced that renewal is really an act of a sovereign God oh, wow. who awakens something deep within a person. Yeah. And really that, that awakening is a hunger for more. Mm. And so on my journey, I just became very aware of this uh, holy discontent. It was a sense of God wanted to pull me into more. Wow. In some ways, God wanted to lure me into more. Yeah. And there was this calling and craving in my soul for a deeper intimacy with Jesus. Mm. And so part of that journey was recognizing and being able to face your dark side. Okay. Spiritual renewal is a place where God awakens, uh, I think, a sense of self-awareness. Okay. What are the spaces and what are the places that uh, intimacy with him is really being blocked? Mm. Uh, that was scary for me. Yeah. Because whenever you have to visit sort of the dark side of the moon or that those places where you feel most vulnerable, most afraid, yeah. uh, most concerned, um, most undone, are the things we tend to want to avoid. But those are the very places where spiritual yeah. renewal finds its greatest freedom. Wow. So part of that journey for me was um, living with a lot of shame. Yeah. And, and this may shock some of your, your listeners, but for most of my ministry life, I wrestled with shame. Wow. Uh, Jesus knew everything about me. Agnes knew everything about me. But uh, there were places of my soul where I would just be so utterly accused by the evil one. Wow. Uh, there were times, Kirk, I got up to preach. And, and honestly, the voices in my head were so loud that I, I would often look for the exit uh, door and think, you know, could I actually run out? Wow. Uh, and it was sheer uh, fear of embarrassment <laughs> that sometimes kept me in the pulpit. Yeah. The weird thing about that was it happened over such a, a long number of years. I thought that was normal. Right, right. And so it became a block uh, to what the intimacy God was calling me into. Wow. And I think uh, several years ago when I sat down with a couple of good friends, 
and went through a full life confession that God began to unpack the dark side of my soul. Yeah. And uh, it was a very unnerving. It took about five hours right. uh, of just sort of a, a cathartic, uh, wow. you know, sort of repentance. Um, and I still remember at the end of that time, I was quite exhausted. Um, but I was feeling lift in my soul. Yeah. Like almost physical. Wow. Lift in my soul. And uh, I remember one of my buddies uh, saying, um, so David, is there any more? And I wish you would ask that question because it was like, Oh, I'm sure there is, you know. <laughs> and and so he said, I, I wanted to ask Jesus if there's any more. And I remember uh I, I remember feeling very vulnerable again and saying, Jesus, is there more? Wow. And God invited me into the most holy silence. Hmm. And something broke in that moment. Wow. And I haven't struggled with shame since then. Wow. And and what that became was a doorway uh into deeper spiritual renewal a doorway into being able to feel, not just know the love of the Father, yeah. but feel it. Wow, wow. To feel the deep presence of the Father who loved me. Wow. It was renovating, it was liberating, and it has resulted in, I think, unbelievable boldness that yeah. I've never experienced before. Wow. So it is this... This personal renewal, if I'm hearing you right, it is about dealing with these the dark side of our soul, the, the yeah. things that we hide from each other. There may be someone that knows them. Yeah. Or there may be no one that knows them, right? That's right. And it is this That's thing right. that, that keeps us from becoming what Jesus envisions. Yeah. Because we we're like a a caged animal or we're like a wounded animal that when we when someone gets close to it, we react, right? We we fight or we flight. Yeah, absolutely. There, there, I heard a, I heard someone talk recently. He, he said that uh, every man over 40 has this uh, secret that they believe will tank their life, will destroy their life, right? Yeah, yeah. And if that's true, then that means that personal renewal is actually bringing that secret out into the light. In, Absolutely. In such a way, not that, not that you're standing up in front of a huge crowd and dealing with it, but you're bringing it into the light of Christ, mm -hmm. into the light of fellowship with Christ, uh, Christ's people. Yeah. yeah. So that there is, you know, someone may find out about that thing, but it doesn't tank your life because you've been living in a community where you are freely accepted and Christ has dealt with that. You know, I've, I, I, I think in my life, one of the things in personal renewal, I would echo yours. I had some, some wounds in my soul. Mm. That, uh, you know, when I started to engage in soul care with Rob Reamer, yeah. that yeah. this was something that actually ushered in personal renewal in my life. Yeah. And I'm still a work in progress, mm -hmm. right? So am I. Yeah. But I know that, like, I am markedly different now than I was five years ago. That's right. That's right. And I say that's personal renewal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we've, we're, we've talked a little bit about soul care. That was part of my journey. And I think it was part of yours as well. Definitely part of my journey. I mean, there were a number of different spaces where God brought me to. And what I love about spiritual renewal, I look at it as multiple streams. Mm. And so in the Christian Missionary Alliance, we recognize one size won't fit all. Yeah. Even though there's a common denominator in all the streams of spiritual renewal. Yeah. But what my invitation has been, get in where you feel most comfortable. Okay. And, and God will then bring you in that stream but also bring you to what I call the lake of renewal. As all the streams are yeah, coming in, yeah. the lake is rising. Yeah. And we're beginning to see in the ethos of our Alliance churches uh, that, that this, this, this renewal now is becoming 
uh, more common. Mm. The language is changing. Culture is changing. Yeah. And uh, more than that is the hearts of people are changing. Yeah, yeah. So this, this idea of multiple streams. So soul care, which for me has been deeply, probably, like I tell people, this is the most significant thing that has changed my life, is yeah. discovering. It's, it's not that Rob has come up with this great book that has changed my life. Actually, he's just surfaced principles of Jesus's. Right. That have changed my life, right? And really, that's all these streams have different approaches to the same person, to yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And I think your streams metaphor is so brilliant because this idea that what works for me may not work for someone else. That's right. That's right. And we're because we're different personalities, right? That's right. And yet they're all tapping into the same, the same source, which is Jesus Christ. And some of the same themes emerge. And, and, and so when I think about spiritual renewal, what are the themes that God brings? One is always repentance. There, there yeah. always needs to be a dealing with the dark side. Mm. And, and um, part of repentance is, again, self-awareness, that sense of where are the blind spots, where are the, yeah. the places that, that I'm most triggered. And, and one of the ways we find those is, where am I the most defensive? Yeah. Uh, you know, Agnes, my, my dear wife, always calls them my final frontiers. And, and, and the spaces and places where if you poke me, my initial response is not humility. Yeah. It's defensiveness. Yeah. So I'm a work in progress too. But the beauty of spiritual renewal, it is a constant bringing those things to the feet of Jesus. Mm. Not ignoring, not running, and not hiding anymore. Yeah. So when I speak in our churches, I'll say this emphatically. No more secrets. Don't allow secrets to build layers of shame that actually keep you from the fullness of the Spirit. Oh, wow. So it always begins in that space, but then it moves very quickly to the sense of, um, you know, as, 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 as Paul says in Romans, reckon yourself dead. Yeah. But if we leave ourselves in the reckon yourself dead aspect of spiritual renewal, it's going to be like spiritual renewal whack-a-mole. <laughs> uh, there's a sense where the old nature will keep popping up. Yes. And spiritual renewal is not just pounding down the old nature. That becomes simply exhausting. Yeah. But if you, you get the back end of what Paul said, reckon yourselves dead, but hallelujah, alive to God. Mm. This is where this sense of Christ in us, the hope of glory. Yeah. That, that, that the work of Christ within us is not us imitating Christ. Spiritual renewal is not the imitation of Christ. Mm. It's the impartation of Christ. Yeah. Or even more dramatically, this will scare you. The incarnation of Christ in us. Yes. His very life in us. Yeah. So that's where the whole dynamic of the fullness of the Spirit. Yeah. As, as we come from a place of recognizing our brokenness, but then leaning into radical surrender to the Spirit of God mm. and allowing Him to fill us overwhelmingly. Mm. to fill us overflowing. Wow. And I always say to people, don't get freaked out about the filling of the Holy Spirit yeah. because the Spirit will always magnify Jesus. The Spirit mediates the life of Jesus to us. Yeah. And, and so when I'm in a church that's filled with the Spirit, I know it because they can't get enough of Jesus. <laughs> Come on, isn't that great? That is great. Yeah. They are staggered with the immensity, the glory, beauty of Jesus yeah yeah and that to me is the height of spiritual renewal mm. the sense of walking in the fullness of the spirit leaning in to what it means to uh, I have an axiom hunger and humility mm. this wonderful combination of 
as Rob Reamer would say, and, and he's spoken a lot into my life, be ever grateful for whatever God provides, but never satisfied. Mm. Always lean into the next space where God is calling you deeper. Mm. But then walk in humility. And uh, humility for me is best described in, in two phrases. Nothing to protect and nothing to prove. Wow. Wow. So you said repentance is the starting point. And then there is this surrender that we engage in, right? Yeah. And then there is this hunger for more. If that's what, if that's the yeah, process that's that I it. kind of heard from you, that's is it. just seeking after more. That's it. When, when you were talking, there was this uh, quote that we're in a mentoring group together with Rob Reamer. Yeah. yeah. And at one of our, I think it was his November group session, he said, you know, the place of your deepest wounding. Oh yeah. Is the yeah. place of your next greatest breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. And so to go back to your comment about that dark side of our soul, right? Yeah. Where our yeah. deepest wounding is, is likely our next place of greatest renewal. It is. It is. Mm. It is. And I think that um, Satan tries to um, keep you from that space. Yeah. And if he can keep you from going to that space, he can keep you from the breakthrough that God really wants to bring into your life. Mm. And so um, spiritual renewal requires boldness. How does he keep us from from that space, in your thoughts? I think um, one of the ways he keeps us from that space is just um, this overwhelming fear of being known. Mm. And what I mean by that is uh, there's always this deep inner sense that we are not enough. Oh, wow. Yeah. And what if we visit a dark side of our soul and we realize we aren't enough. Yeah. Well, actually, that's the genius. <laughs> you see, because when we do visit the dark side of our soul, and we do embrace that we're not enough, then we're in a space where we go, well, it's got to be about Jesus. Yeah. And he is more than enough. Yeah. And so identifying the brokenness is sometimes the greatest place of fear. Mm. I get it. But when we actually are there, it becomes the place of greatest release. Mm. Because we actually don't have to fight that battle. Mm. It's not ours to fight. Yeah. That battle belongs to the Lord. And our posture becomes, as, as Watchman Nee would say, that our posture in spiritual renewal is not a striving posture. Mm. It's actually a place of rest. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that true spiritual renewal operates from a place where we are undone, we are there in all of our brokenness, in all of our vulnerability, putting ourselves in the very place of, of surrender to Jesus. Mm. And then we take a deep breath and we go, it's okay. Wow. And then from then on, ministry actually begins from a place of rest, not striving anymore. Wow. A place of rest instead yeah. of striving. Yeah. And, yes. and yeah. that is what I think is the genius of how spiritual renewal is maintained. Hmm. It is a coming back, a continuous sense of living a life of, of repentance, surrender, filling, and then I would say true spiritual renewal always has to move us to mission. Yes, yeah. And that's the trajectory I'm on now, as, as yeah. I shared a little bit recently, the, the shift of spiritual renewal from um, the, the place of, of simply an event 
to now spiritual renewal is discipleship. Yeah. And this probably leads to your last question. How do we develop this within our church? Exactly, yeah. And, and I, I love what you're doing in your church because you're hosting events. Uh, those things are critical because they are the place where people may first be introduced to some of the concepts such as uh, listening, uh, yes. you know, spiritual listening, listening to God, uh, continuous, uh, a lifestyle of continuous confession. Yeah. Where repentance is, again, not a moment, it's actually uh, an ongoing reality. Yeah. We live without secrets. We live a life of, of confessional living. We, we live a life of constant surrender to the Holy Spirit. Yes. And that all of these things actually now become part of the DNA of the church. And I, I think these things need to start when our children are very young. Mm. And I'm now bumping into some of our churches that are light years ahead of us who have already started to inculcate some of the principles of renewal mm. uh, into the, the very fabric of the programming of their church. Wow. And I think that's powerful. Yeah. And so that it's not like people like me, 60, being introduced <laughs> to some of these things and, yeah. and feeling like I've got, you know, 40 years of catch-up. Well, I think you have more energy than me at 50. Well, so, me. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but the dynamic of what if these conversations are started in, in uh, our school-age kids, yeah. where we're actually introducing these concepts into our Sunday school training programs, wow. our club programs, so that the language we're using is now not just... Um, um, language that is is in the life of the church but it's actually language that's for uh formatting the culture of the church yeah if you grow up with this language right that's right to think i remember when i was youth pastor we said what you know my kids were just coming into the youth program at living hope and i sat down yeah. with my youth group leaders and i said what will liam and emma look like when yeah. they graduate from high school now if we back that up you know if we could rewind the clock and I would say, what would my kids look like at 18 right. when they're right. born, right? And what is the language and how do they discover listening prayer? Which, you know, I kind of backdoored into it. I, I think yeah. I, experienced, I experienced it in my, my 20s. Um, was kind of, I would hear God's whispers, yeah. but I would yeah. never admit it because I was a good alliance boy. And that was those weirdos over. That was my uncle's church, the Pentecostal church. Right? Absolutely, and, that's right. Uh, and but it wasn't until forty, you know, maybe a little earlier than that. But I'll I'll say forty, where I suddenly realized this is the voice of God in that's my right. life, and I didn't get language for it. That's right. Yeah, I'll say I didn't get language for it until I went to uh, till I was engaged with Southland Church in Steinbeck. Yep, that's right. And I got language, and now Rob has given new language, Rob Reamer has given right. new language to other stuff, which actually, it seems normal, right? right. When you really get into right. it, but it's, it's giving language and hope and we need to back that up and go to the, to the younger generation. So this is geared towards leaders in living yep. hope. Um, but specifically, we started it talking about community group leaders uh, is who we initially launched this podcast to. Now it's going to everyone. But when we think about our community group leaders, who I say are shepherds, are pastors. That's right. This is I. That's my vision for the church. Is you know we have a couple of paid pastors and a whole bunch of of unpaid pastors, community group leaders who are caring for this. How you did your dissertation on the the um, the impact of the leaders' renewal, personal yeah. renewal yeah. on yeah. their church. So we have community group leaders who I'm right. saying you are the pastor of a micro church. Right. Talk to talk to the. What would you say to a leader that says that is in this situation? You know, how do they bring personal renewal 
to their community group? The heart of my dissertation or the thesis was really built around this idea of the role of a spiritual leader in both modeling and mobilizing spiritual renewal. Yeah. And I, I would say to your leaders, those two things are key. Modeling. You can't just teach it. Mm. You have to live it. Yeah. And for a lot of years, I could teach the principles of spiritual renewal, but it wasn't until I had an encounter mm. with Jesus that renovated the inner fabric of my soul yeah. that those principles now became enlivened, embodied, incarnated in me yeah. as the communicator. Yeah. And so uh, I'm a storyteller. I don't apologize for that. That's who I am. <laughs> and uh, everybody has to find their way of, of, of communicating but speak from your own experience. Mm -hmm. Speak out of your own um, both failures and successes. Yeah. And I would say as a leader, um, that's the best place. Model it. Model it, yes. And, and um, that, that is, is, you know, accompanied with the teaching gives people a sense of, oh, uh, you know, I've had people come up to me and say, that makes sense. Boy, what you experienced, I've experienced. I've yeah. never heard it that way before, but it gives you a new way of, of uh, having the conversation life to life. Yes. And then the second is, how do you mobilize that? And part of my dissertation was working out the dynamics of, of mentoring. Mm. And what does it look like in your small group to create ways in which mentoring can take place? Mm. Uh, this is actually an old concept. Yes. Uh, the Wesleyans really developed uh, a sustainable pathway for spiritual renewal because uh, they, they had what they, they would call their, their meeting times. Yeah. Where once a week they would meet with, uh, they didn't even call them small groups, but they just called the meeting times. And there was always like four questions that, that began uh, the meeting, you know. And, and basically the first question is, uh, where where have you uh, fallen this week? Where have you stumbled this week? Uh, you know, right off the bat, they just started with with this open kind of transparency. Not how's thing. the weather no, or the what's weather? your highs and lows. <laughs> it was like, yeah, they just went right to oh, the wow. heart of it. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was a little bit of of where where have you bumped into some challenges? You know, yeah. in this last week, where is that? Where has that happened? Second question: How did you deal with it? Um, you know. Um, and then third question was always around, are you struggling with any doubts right now? Wow. And then, uh, you know, and that also led into any secrets. You know, it was a very transparent kind of conversation. Yes. Now, now each small group, you have to kind of monitor that. And maybe you, you'll use different questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what the focus was, they wanted to not just have a cognitive mentoring. They wanted to have soul mentoring. Yes. And so they took huge risks. Yeah. But I believe that was one of the ways that they actually kept the the sense of spiritual renewal now becoming more than an event. It was actually now becoming a pathway of discipleship. Wow. So uh, things like having your small group report, what have they heard from God this week? Yes. Maybe you do that already, but what have, what have you heard from God this week? Yeah. Where have you been most tempted this week? Yeah. How did you manage that temptation? Um. Where do you feel most vulnerable in your life right now, uh, spiritually, but maybe as a dad, yeah. as, a, as a husband, as a, as a wife, you know, where are the places where you are most easily attacked? I mean, I, I think we can think of a myriad of questions yeah. oh, this is great. that are all actually getting to the same core of, uh, of again, what the Methodists used to ask. It was really fascinating. 
Uh, I, I'm always intrigued because typically when spiritual leaders get together, we ask questions about, you know, how's your church? You yeah. know, how's your ministry going? They bypassed all that. This was their question. How's your soul, brother? Yes. How's your soul, sister? And the ethos of, of that movement was such that that didn't catch people off guard. Yeah. It does today. It does today. It does today. But because that, we don't have a language of we, the soul. We don't have a language of the soul. But they knew exactly what they were getting at. And it really was uh, what I think John was dealing with when he said, walk in the light as he is in the light. Yeah. And it's very fascinating that passage because you think, walk in the light as he is in the light so you'll have fellowship with him. No, it actually says, we'll have fellowship with one another. Yeah. Because the reality is when we are living in the light of Jesus and there are no secrets and the soul is now uh, in a place where it's safe and exposed, then we actually enter into real community. Mm. That's Not right. pseudo community. Yeah. Not community based on, I will show you the best side of me because that's when I know I will be most accepted by you. Yeah. That's why most small groups don't have longevity. Mm. They're based on pseudo community. Oh, wow. It's all about, I want to project who I think you're going to most likely accept. Wow. Spiritual renewal says, I'm going to tell you who I am. Yeah. Thank you for creating a place where I can actually tell you who I am and not feel I'm going to be rejected. Wow. Doesn't mean I'm not going to be challenged. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're not going to speak tough things into my life. It doesn't mean you aren't going to say, you know, you got to deal with that. But I know I'm in an environment where because I'm walking in the light and others are walking in the light, we actually have koinia. We actually have what fellowship was always meant to be. Wow. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. And just the power of a question, right? Boom. A power of a question that's framed, uh, you know, if we don't have a language of the soul yet, yeah. Yeah. I think we're, we're crafting it at Living Hope. Yeah. We're, trying, we, we're talking about the soul a lot more. But for a group leader, these questions that you've, you've suggested are just incredible questions that could open up yeah. a culture of renewal within their group. And so uh, if you didn't write them down, rewind this, write it down, listen to it again. These are, these are great questions. Thank you so much, David, for this. And um, I'd like to close this way. Um, uh, I have deep, profound respect for you and, and your spiritual leadership. And I would love it if you would uh, pray a prayer of blessing hmm. for the leaders who are listening to this oh, podcast. And so if you're listening to this, would just love it if you would uh, close your eyes, or if you're not driving, okay? If you're driving, keep your eyes open. Jesus is good with that. If you're on the treadmill, keep your eyes open. There you go. Uh, so Alpha Doric, if you're on the treadmill, keep your eyes open. Come on, right Al, now. open those eyes up, buddy, yeah. <laughs> and, but just, uh, just, you know, put aside whatever else you can and just listen to a blessing uh, that David, our leader, is going to give uh, and just receive that and all that the Spirit has for you in this moment. Father, I'm going to pray specifically that you, the God of all hope, would fill these leaders with peace and joy right now. That as they radically trust in you, and Father, I'm asking even right now, wherever they are, that there would just be a renewed sense of surrender. Spirit of the living God, just come. May there be nothing held back no resistance, no defensiveness. Go deep into that place of each leader's soul. And Father, if there are any places of mistrust or doubt or wounds, 
or any places where they become protective or any spaces where they become disillusioned. Spirit of the living God, go there right now and bring release. Break shame, break lies, break curses in Jesus' name. And then so flood them with your very life, Jesus, that they would overflow with hope in the power of the Holy Spirit. That, Father, these leaders would be known as men and women who exude hope. Wouldn't it be so cool? That, that as people come into their small groups or people come into the places and spaces where their leadership is to be expressed, that one of the overriding reality would be a sense of hope. Jesus, you're not finished with us. Jesus, you're still in control. And so bring a fresh baptism of your life upon these leaders. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, David. Thanks for your time and for talking with us about personal renewal. And thanks for your leadership. Joy. Well, Kirk, hanging out with you is always a treat for me. And uh, you speak of having respect for me, but buddy, I love you. And I am honored that you're one of my gang. Mm. And um, I want to just uh, put fresh wind in your sails as you put in mine. Oh, thanks, so, David. Thank bless you. Bless you, buddy. Bless you.